The movie Song of Names is uh, opening today, uh, but not at the cinema. We'll find out more now from one of its executive directors, Anand Singh. That's a name that's very familiar to South Africans, I think. Anand, uh, greetings. How are you? Fine, thanks, Mike. And you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, Before we get into the detail about uh, Song of Names, I do want to ask you one thing. You know, when you watch uh, the kind of movies that would go to places like Cinema Nouveau, uh, movies that are um, not from the giant studios, you'll see an awful lot of names of executive producers coming up. How hard is it for you guys to raise (laughs) the money these days? Well, I think that that is a very relevant question because especially with those films that you see in a Cinema Nouveau, uh, because they are the hardest films to put together and finance because they have no, relatively no commercial prospects because out of every one film you have at a Nouveau, probably there's 50 to 100, you know, um, that never saw the light of day anywhere because, it's an aspiration of the filmmaker to tell this very artistic narrative of a film, and nine out of ten times they fail. So right. it is hugely challenging, and the reason there's so many credits is because, you know, it could be your uncle, your grandfather, or whomever that <laughs> gives you some money, and you say, okay, well, I'll give you an, a producer credit, or I'll give you an associate credit, or this and that. And so you use all means possible to get a film made. Sure. Well, in this case, you've got a Canadian uh, and Hungarian production of a Polish and English story. Just to, and, and, and you as a South African are involved. Well, I think in this film, they're probably uh, Canadian, American, British. Um, there's so many components. And part of the reason that I am part of it is that I helped to structure the, the financing, etc., because it was so complicated. And the budget was about 15 million U.S. dollars. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen the film, so you know how big a scale it is. So it it was quite a complex task. I can imagine. Well, you've done a great job because it's an absolutely beautiful film um, based on a novel by Norman Lebrecht. Uh, How did this come to your attention? Um, I've been aware of Song of Names since about 10, 12 years now. Uh, my, I produced films with Robert Lantos, who's the lead producer, and he's a friend. And uh, when he optioned the book, he uh, asked me to read it. Uh, you know, we share properties and projects, etc. And uh, I read it, and I thought, I thought, okay, this is an interesting idea. But I must admit that at the time, I thought it's a very challenging uh, uh, prospect of trying to put this together, uh, and I didn't really get the feel that it's going to be a great uh, film and uh, turning out the way it did. But I think the writer, and more importantly, Francois Girard, the director, uh, crafted a, a magical narrative for the screen. And Francois Girard did The, Re- uh, the Red Violin, which is uh, one of my favorite films. So, you know, he was passionate about doing this, and, I, and that was the motivation for all of us to try and find the funding because we, we 
believed in, everybody believed in trying to get this out. Mm. Well, as you say, um, it, it, it's, it's a widespread film because it, uh, it, it features London, it features Budapest, Warsaw, Montreal, and of course Treblinka. Uh, and interesting that Francois Girard uh, should direct this because I don't think he's exactly a prolific director. Um, the last film I can recall of him is indeed The Red Violin, which was absolutely exquisite and beautifully made and well known, I think, by the people who listen to this radio station. I know that Song of Names is going to be uh, absolutely hand-in-glove a fit with our audience in particular. Uh, it stars Tim Roth and Clive Owen in very, very subdued, uh, quiet performances because these two actors can normally be so explosive. I'm amazed that you managed to attract them. Well, you know, it, it, the casting the film was a huge challenge and, uh, um, and you know, it was something that uh, we felt um, you had to get right. And I think on the casting, every aspect of casting and Francois is so... Uh, uh, demanding in that way, in a right, in in a correct manner, that you have this whole film is going to hinge on that. And I think that um, the kids are, are phenomenal. They, you know, in in the film, as are Tim and um, and Clive. And you know, they are not the obvious choice. But Tim has such a versatile range. I did a film with him probably twenty years ago, and he's been one of my favorite actors always. Um, and um, uh, Clive was, uh, I must admit that, you know, many people were very skeptical about Clive's performance. But again, as you've seen, he just uh, knocks it out of the park. And, you know, both of them and the, the film got many accolades like the LA Times and the New York Times uh, when it was released theatrically there. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, the kids give a really superb performance. So uh, kudos to Francois Girard for the work he's done with the entire cast, actually. And also the cinematography is beautiful. The music is also beautiful. There's a lot of uh, lovely classical pieces there. And you, you managed to secure Howard Shaw. That's not a small name. Well, you know, how, as you know, Howard is a three-time Oscar uh, winner and uh, he did all of The Lord of the Rings. For those of your listeners that don't know that, but um, he again uh, was passionate about doing this, and between him and Francois, as just as an example, the violin piece that does get played um, at the gravesite, um, you know, is something they worked on for a year. They threw out so many versions, and you know, and that t- t- talks to the passion that everybody had. To, to be involved in this film. Mm. And, and you've got soloist uh, Ray Chen to do the actual fiddling uh, there, and he's done a, a very fine job indeed. So people are obviously now thinking, what is this film about? And I am reluctant to say too much, Anand, because I don't want any spoilers here. So you tell us as much as you're comfortable with. Well, look, I mean, I, I think people can go on to box office from tonight at midnight and Look at the trailer. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it, you know, it works on such, on so many levels. I mean, it's a very human story. It's a drama. But then on the other hand, it's a search for a brother who has disappeared on the night of his command performance. Why did he disappear? Where did he go? And Tim Roth is upset to try and find him. Um, so it's kind of almost like a thriller from that aspect. Then it's a musical. Um, and it all all those levels work so well. Um, so you know, I, I agree with you that the, the 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 joy of this is discovery, and um, I think we should just tell your listeners and and the viewers for the film that if they go watch it, will if they don't like it, we'll give them a money back guarantee.
Okay, that's very nice indeed. Now, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree with the, with that idea. I mean, I, I, I have not yet seen one person who has come to me and said, "I hate," you know, I didn't like the film. Yeah, exactly. No, it is it is beautifully made, and it's a very very warming and and human story, and it's something that everybody who's ever dealt with any kind of oppression uh, can uh, relate to, and 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 that's uh, across the board. Very importantly, it's well, not. To, it's, to give your listeners a preview, last night I asked Michael Katz, who's a personal friend, to watch it. Yes, uh, because I knew he and his wife would love it, and um, he called me at eleven p.m. last night saying. Wow, this you know he was like couldn't you know couldn't stop uh, <laughs> talking about the and asking questions about the journey etc. Um, so it uh, it is very moving in yeah. that way. Very importantly, it's not going to the cinema. It's it's opening on box office. Is that correct? Yes, you know uh, one of the decisions we di- took is to try this more as an experiment because you know the film is um was released in movie theaters in in the United States and many other countries pre lockdown and you know our plan was to launch it now this month in at the Durban Film Festival and then put it into theaters etc mm. but given the nature of the fact that cinemas are closed and closed indefinitely even though there's murmurings of opening um we just felt that you know it's rather we get it to be uh, to audiences um, sooner than later and try this because you know it is the new medium of being able to watch movies and technologically you know it does work and um, so we you know it's an experiment and people can watch it at their leisure at two in the morning or you know, in at lunchtime, what, you know, whatever suits their preference. Mm, uh, good idea. And uh, I think it fits the circumstances very well. So basically what people have to do, uh, if they've got DSTV premium, then they've got access to box office. Um, but they d- do need to register if they haven't registered before. Uh, I think I'm right in saying. And, and then they just rent the movie. Correct. Okay, I and mean, it, it's like uh, renting a video or a DVD, but in the convenience of your own home without having to move. And... And I think it allows them to watch it a few times or, you know, it, it has multifunction from that standpoint. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, Anand. I know you're a busy man, so I'm going to let you get on with the rest of your day. But thank you for bringing us this beautiful movie. And uh, I hope you're able to bring us similar, more similar movies of similar quality in the future. Thank you, Mike. And I hope your, your listeners uh, go to watch it. I can uh, promise them a treat, and uh, as, we, as you have too. Uh, and we're very excited to present it in, in South Africa to our audience.